hard work every day. Not an easy mom, got no time to play. Always on the go. You stuck on the flow, but it's time for the show. We want it all, we do it all, but today it's all about the man. <laughs> We just celebrated Father's Day, and I really want to talk about the not-for-lazy dads out there. You know the men who don't call watching their own kids babysitting? The ones that realize you don't have to be a mom to put time and energy into being a father? We're not talking about sperm donors. We're talking about the single dads, full-time dads, working dads, all of those men out there who spend hands-on time with their kids and realize the important role they play when it comes to creating a confident and healthy environment for their child or family as a whole. So today we have the every day, every episode. Chris Samuels. <laughs> I'm trying to come up with a, I'm trying to come up with a with a some type of intro line for y'all because we are like slacking this year. I know. <laughs> What's up, Allie? I, I'm so bummed that my husband isn't here for this. I know, but I, I, feel, I know, but I feel like I brought my honorary husband instead. So okay. that's right. <laughs> yes. okay. Please that's introduce, introduce our special guest. We have Eric, and Allie is going to take the pleasure of introducing him to the audience. Yeah. So not only did Eric and I, we used to work together. Eric is on the Kane Show. You've been on it for what, like thirteen years? Thirteen years. Yep. Um, wow. But. My son, Sam, goes to his mom's in-home daycare, and that's where Eric's son is at as well. Yep. So they're best buddies. Yep. So, yeah, so Eric, you're a single dad. Yes, I am. And you have full custody of your son. Uh, Yeah, well, we split kind of custody. We never were married, so we were just, you know, one of those things. But we have a good balance, you could okay. say, where we share time with Max, oh. um, which is my son. But we, uh, yeah. That's awesome. Thing. I can't wait to hear all about it mm -hmm. because I know that dads usually parent a little differently when mom's not around. <laughs> so I can't wait to hear you and Chris just forth about all the things that Chris might do that I don't know about. <laughs> no, everything, then, we're on the same page. Yeah, yeah whatever. the same way, baby. <laughs> right? I'll, I'll, I'll let you live. Yeah, 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 right? No, we're going to holler right now on this podcast <laughs> and put it all out there. <laughs> but it's crazy. Before we start really getting deep into it, why does it seem that society has diminished the important role of the father? Am I the only one that feels that way? I mean, has it been recently or has it been because of how we grew up? I don't know. Like, I feel like I look at my husband and he's so hands on and he says he says that he is because his dad wasn't. Do you know right. what I mean? Right. So I don't know if it's mm -hmm. because of how it used to be. Mm -hmm. What do you think? I don't know. I, I really don't know. Um, how do you parent differently from your dad? Well, you know, like I said, um, you know, on some podcasts before, you know, my dad was a Vietnam veteran, so he mm -hmm. was very like, you know, he had issues, you know, right. and at times he can be abusive. So, um, you know, we feared my dad. Right. When, when 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 my dad came home, we didn't know what type of state of mind he was going to be in. Gotcha. So we would run to our rooms. For me, you mm -hmm. know, I take pride into when I get home, my kids run to me and say, Daddy, Daddy's mm -hmm. home. So, you know, I, I'm stern on them when I need to be, but overall, I, I want them to have a great experience as a child of dealing, you know, with me as a dad. Mm -hmm. So I'm much more lenient than my dad was, and I tolerate a lot more. You know, I just don't blow a gasket right away. Yeah. So I just try to love them, you know, but at the same time, put that discipline and, you know, teach them how to respect people and stuff in, uh, into them that, as well. That's, that's awesome. I mean, for me, I would, I'm the youngest of three. And my, I mean, my dad grew up in a different, whole different generation and a different country, growing up in Venezuela, mm -hmm. whole different kind of lifestyle there. And then coming over here to the United States, he was definitely one of those dads that was like very positive, very, you know, um, engaging. And if you needed something, you could talk to him. But 
when he got mad, you knew he got mad. For, he got mad for a reason. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just to get mad. It was mad because you did something wrong. And even when I did do things wrong, he still was like, he'd still be like, he'd like give you that look like, all right, you're in trouble, but you're fine, which right. was great. So for me, what I try to do is try to emulate that same thing with my son and also to try to be a little bit more engaging and be there more for him because it's a different situation. Now that me and his mom aren't together, I think I have to play both the mom and the dad role. So yeah. it's, a, it's a lot of fun. I, I mean, my dad, I think he's incredible. I think he's an incredible human being. Like I said, came to this country with nothing. Wow. You know, they've lived here for 50 years now. And they've made something of them, you know, three kids, two of them going off to great colleges and me mm-hmm. being a radio maniac. So it, it's a lot of fun. And I applaud both my parents for what they did for all of us. That's you know? awesome. Wow. Yeah, so. my dad, my dad, um, my dad is now two people. I have my dad and then I have Pop Pop. I wish that my dad grown up was like Pop-Pop. Because, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he is like, he gives my kids whatever they want. He doesn't fuss. He doesn't care. It's just like he really just thoroughly enjoys being a, a Pop-Pop. Yeah. And when we were growing up, my dad was like super like over the top. Everything was no. I mean, everybody knew that our household was strict and mm-hmm. it was my dad and he was the reason why. <laughs> but he did what he thought was best to make sure that his kids were going to basically have a better life than what he had growing up so everybody has their reasons i guess for doing that but it's just like these days i swear when people see a dad being hands-on or just taking on the full load of having the kids Mm -hmm. it's like shock it's like yeah it's like why is that so shocking why shouldn't that just be the norm i know and actually matt he's the one that has a diaper bag i don't have one (laughs) he's the one he has it he carries it around i mean i leave the house without anything and he's the one who's more prepared but i I totally understand. It shouldn't be surprising. It's it's mm-hmm. sad that it is. Right. Yeah. yeah. I guess it's so, you know, because so many, um, you know, women are kind of taking on both roles. Yeah. And you see it so often. And, uh, you know, so people don't really expect a man to step up and be a man and do his job. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I guess but, yeah. um, back then it just, it almost seems like um, there were certain gender roles for women and for men. And now the roles have just like crossed all sorts of lines. Like people think of like my dad was very handy. He was very hands on. He could build whatever. My mom was like cooking and she did the basic stuff that a mom would do. He did the basic things a dad would do work yes. and provide. And now that I'm married, when me and Chris first got married, I actually had to tell myself you cannot put him in a box and think that he's supposed to function how you think a man's supposed to function wow. because of how you were raised. And same goes for you though. Like he can't, yeah. you know, you, you are, you have your business, you have this, you have that, you have so many other things. I yep. feel like roles are just different now. Right. And I'm um, like, for instance, we always laugh about this, but it's like, when people think of like the handy person, like people will come, contractors will come to the house and they're like looking for Chris. And I'm like, well, what are you looking for him for? Oh, well, I, I need want to know. Right. They're, like, <laughs> they're like, oh, well, we need to know where the utility room is for this. He doesn't know where that is. <laughs> I'm like, I know you need to see. Room is. <laughs> I know you, know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, no. if I had to tell them where a water heater is, no, you no, probably no. won't know. She, she definitely is the handy woman of the house. That's all. Awesome. Handy man, too. Yeah. I, I, I want no part of hanging. You know, pictures, uh, pictures and building and stuff. Doing all of it, the hot water heater keeps going out. We need to get a replace. She goes down me. and flips the switch. Like I love oh, it's awesome. Yeah. And a lot of times I'm holding a baby. <laughs> You're like, I'm doing this job. I'm good. Right. I'm like, Here, you take, do that job. Take this. I'll yeah. go handle it. Yeah. Oh, that's great. But yeah. What do you think, Eric? I mean, I think it's crazy. I think I think we've seen this this switch, and it and it happened in Hollywood, and that's where it scared a lot of people because a lot of people got weirded out when they saw. Um, uh, James Bond 
the blonde bond, Daniel uh, Craig. Yes, Daniel Craig. He was, there were photos of him in New York pushing his son in a stroller looking like a mess with a diaper bag on. And people were like, what is this? Why are these Hollywood <laughs> actors taking care of their with their dads? And I think when you see that trend in Hollywood translate over to now everyday dads, I mean, like Matt, I know Matt personally. Well, I think he's a great dad. Chris, you sound like you're an incredible father as well. And it's just the thing, like, you just, you know what? It's not a faux pas anymore. Yeah. You know, I've got a lot of friends that have kids. And I'm like, you know, I see them hustling with the kids, too. And I'm like, you know what? That's a good thing. We should applaud that. We should continue growing that because it, it, it helps not only home life, but it also helps kids. And that's yes. what's the most important thing yeah. is the I kids. Agree. No matter how many kids you have, it could be one, it could be 12. It's going to help the kids out in the long run, make them a better human being. And that's yes. what we need in this country, in this world. I love that. Sure. I got to say, that. though, I do find myself, or I, I have found myself, to Matt being like, hey, like, why don't you make plans with your buddies? Go out, do this, do that. Mm -hmm. Because I think that's what he needs. And he's like, I enjoy being with my kids. I like being home. That's right. I've had my days of running wild and going everywhere and traveling and all of that. And, you know, probably three times a year, I probably want to go get it in. But other than that, I want to be with my family. The home barbecues, in the pool, you know, working out with my son in the gym. Those are the things that's fun for me now. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It's, I, I love these days now because it just shows how capable men are. Because I, I can't stand when people try to, like, demean the 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 father and husband role. Mm -hmm. And I remember I was on Twitter a few weeks ago, and this lady said that she loved seeing Chris on the show, on Real Housewives of Potomac, because uh, she feels as though I trained him well. And I said, hold up. Thank you. But that mindset is what irritates me. Yeah. As if he can't think for himself right? and act like a gentleman on his own, as if he has to be trained. Mm -hmm. And I, I immediately went back and I was like, I don't train him. I said, mm -hmm. he's not a dog. He's not a lap dog to be trained. I said, he's a good man. Like, yeah. he is who he is. And we've grown together. But he doesn't need to be trained. Nothing that he does is out of me forcing him. And if you know anything about Chris, you know you can't force him to do anything. No doubt about it. And for the record, if I was a dog, I wouldn't be a lap dog. Right. Yeah, I would be a vicious pit bull at the end of the day. So let's get that Darn situation. Yeah. Oh, my but God. Yes. But, yeah, I, I don't like when people treat their husbands or fathers of their children like mm -hmm. they're additional kids. Yeah. Right. Like, I cannot stand that mindset. It irks me. I would not even want a man who would allow me to treat him in that manner. I want a man that's going to basically bite back if I'm saying something that ain't right. Arr. Or... <laughs> Get that pit bull. Come on now. Oh, my oh, gosh. That's, oh, yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, because, I mean, you it's guys... true, though. You guys are... I mean, you guys are... With the show, like, that must that must bring out some interesting people opinions oh, that yeah. don't see Definitely. that. And, and that probably... That woman has never probably met an actual, like true gentleman that Chris is and you know exactly. what I'm saying like mm -hmm. and this thing that would be when I go out with Max people are like what are you doing like I, there's there's times where I have to take trips away for work and I've worked it out with his mom I'll take him that week with me and then she can have him that weekend whereas I'm, I'm gonna miss him for three days I'm gonna right. be yeah. either in another city or focusing on work I want to spend this time with my son mm -hmm. because I'm gonna be gone for three days you know it's, it's it, it hurts me to leave him yeah you know yeah. And it's gonna always hurt me no matter how many kids I have right. so I I, I I love it I mean I, I rather spend like I said like Chris said I rather spend more time with my son yeah. than going out and getting drunk and then also too I tell everyone 
Being hungover and having a kid. Oh, we got stories about that. Dude, it's not fun, man. It is the worst. They've figured it out because you guys, they get a sitter the night and the next day. We have them stay the night. Dude, that's great. I don't got that. I got to take care of myself. Come on now. At the end of the day, the baby don't care. Right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So I, I tell everyone that I'm like, you try being hungover with a three year old. It's not worth it. It's not worth it anymore, man. It's not. So it's not fun. How old was your son when you became a single dad to him? Uh, I think he just crossed we were together for a full year, so two. Okay. When, yeah. So the first year we were together and then unfortunately we we separated. So when he turns three, we'll be a year without his mom and me together. Right. So, wow. Yeah. How has it been like a difficult balance? Has it been difficult to create the balance? To- no, because I think what helped me and what helped her was that I went to go see a therapist to go deal with some issues. And then we went to go to a couple's therapy to work on how to be co-parents Okay, that's and awesome. how to open up the lines of communication with both of us. And then too, like I said, knowing that I've got to travel a lot throughout the year and knowing my schedule, my routine, helping it work around hers. Oh, I think nice. that helps. And then, two, also being able that I can I get up at 4 o'clock in the morning. I'm done by 1. I have the whole afternoon. I can oh, I be see. with him more often. And then the weekends, I'm free. You know, as long as I've got a cell phone and Wi-Fi, I'm good to go. Right. So to stay in touch with what's going on for the show. But I think working with her and having that open line of communication yeah. has helped a lot. And That's not awesome. be resentful and angry that we're not together. Oh, we should be together because blah, blah, blah. But being like, you know what? If it's not working right now, as long as Max is okay, right. I'm okay. Because right. that's the again, like I said, that's the main that's focus. The most right. important. He's happy. Is, he's is our son yep. and how he's doing. Right. right. Well, I mean, you just answered my next question, which was how is co-parenting. So it's, that's yeah. It, it can be. I mean, look, like I said if I hadn't gone to therapy and and done a and done sessions with her, I bet it'd be a lot different. I'd probably be a little more angry and a little bit more frustrated. Mm-hmm. But being how we did do that and we talked about a lot of the issues that caused our our demise in our relationship, I was like. Well, I'm not going to have a cause in my son's relationship with me, nor right. with right, See that? Right. And a lot awesome. of people don't take that approach. That's actually really good that you said that, mm-hmm. is that you made you made the determination in your mind that you weren't going to allow that to affect yeah. the relationship. And some yeah. people don't. No, they, they just don't. just go in angry, and then it passes right on to the child, and mm-hmm. sometimes they don't even realize it. Yeah, it doesn't. So, yeah, it, you're totally true. Top priority is the child. Top priority is next. mature adults that figured that out. So exactly. growing up, my parents, they were divorced, and I never knew how much... My mom hated my dad until I was older because wow. growing up, we'd even though they were divorced, we'd all go to the movies together. We'd all go to wow. dinner together. We wow. all hung out. I had no idea. I mean, she must have been biting her tongue hard when wow. we were all hanging out. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That yeah. that's deep. To be able to have that type of maturity. Because <laughs> right? I don't know if I'd be so nice to Chris. <laughs> yeah, you, would. you don't, you don't want tough. Smokey to come out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it, it's, it's tough. I mean, there's definitely, and she, like, she, you know, it, she's dating somebody. I'm not ready. I'm not, not ready. I'm just, I'm like, I don't, I don't see the purpose right now. Right. So it's like kind of annoying. Like, all right, I don't want, I, I, it's just it's it's tough. It can be difficult some days, but then I have to realize, okay, you got to put that aside and focus on Max, right? How? Because he's the one that that cares, I mean, that how, matters the most. Yes. How is her dating affecting him? Does he ask questions? I know he's only three. No. But... Well, it's, it's funny. Um, not really, because I'm such a prominent dad figure in his life that yeah. he knows that I'm dad. Right. Yeah. Right. He just so kno- he's, he's met. Yeah. Oh boyfriend. yeah. They they all live together in another place. 
So oh. they, yeah. So they, he knows who Daddy is, and that's me. He knows that that's Mommy's friend, or right, whatever, right, or whatever right. terminology they use. But he knows that I'm his father, and that to come to me, and that that's how things go. You know, that's because you're a real man, and you've yeah. been in his life and stepping well, up, so he understands. Yeah, and that too. And then I also told the guy too. I was like, "Look, this is my son. No, no disrespect doubt. to you, as you as a man, but." If he needs something, blood, sweat, money, whatever, it's coming from me, not from right, you. Right, right, I right. told him from the break, I was like, you you two are fine, but if Max needs something, it's coming from me no matter what. Right, I don't I care. Know that's right. I, I know you want to try to be his friend and, and be like, <laughs> and you know, like, you're going to. No, you know what? No, the thing is, there's a and great. He could be a great guy. I get it. Yeah, yeah great guy. No. But you know, there's a movie that, like, yeah. it clicked in my head. Um, the Daddy's Home. <laughs> the one. <laughs> seriously. No, but, you haven't seen it? Okay, it's great because it's, so it's Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell. It's a comedy, but yeah. there's a lot of realistic things that happen because Will Ferrell plays the new stepdad to these two kids that are Mark Wahlberg. So when Mark comes home, he tries to overdo it, and they try to overdo each other throughout the whole movie, which is like, I don't want to deal with that. Right. You're not going to do that. Like, this is my son. These are my rules. Either accept it or you don't, but this is how it's going to go. Right. right. So I was like, I'm not, and everyone's like, Eric, that's a movie. I'm like, a lot of movies take <laughs> off of reality. <laughs> Let's think about right. it. Like, mm-hmm. How many dads are going to deal with that? I'm not wanting to deal with that stuff. Right. Wow. Are there times like that when your son's with you that he um, asks for mommy, like if he's not feeling good or uh, like- sometimes when he's in deep trouble, he calls for mommy or <laughs> when he wants extra, like when he wants extra leche milk or when he wants to stay up late. Um, some nights he does ask for her. Yeah. And I, I totally get him. Like mommy's doing this or mommy's at work. And I explained to him, because kids are so smart. Yeah. People really take for granted how smart these kids are, especially at a young age. And yeah. he'll and then once I tell him where she's at or what she's doing, he totally is okay. Some nights he'll want to see pictures. So I'll pull up my phone and we'll go through and we'll look through pictures on my phone. And then he'll be calm. I definitely explain to him everything about what's going on and how where you, she's how at. How do you say right, it? Right, right. What do you mean? That that she's not that you guys aren't living together. Like how, how I said, you... mommy has her place. This is our place. This right. is Max's house. There's mommy's house. You know, like my condo, I say is Max's condo. You know, that's his house and things like that. So. Yeah. You know, when fathers have that moment where they take over and handle the kids, which for you is, is full time. Mm-hmm. Um, but even you, you, Chris, um, how do dads parent when mom isn't around? Is there a difference? Uh, I know, you know, one thing when you first started getting the kids ready when they were, you know, like brushing their teeth and stuff like that, a lot of this stuff was kind of foreign to me. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm the youngest child, so I really didn't know how to, like, do a lot of stuff with kids. So I learned a lot from Monique. But, you know, for instance, uh, Monique, you know, she, she'll let them brush their teeth first. Yeah. And then she'll come behind and, you know, brush the teeth. Uh-huh. For me, sometimes if they're fussing and they're screaming and they're yelling and giving me a hard time, <laughs> are you brush your teeth? All right, cool. <laughs> the only thing that I might do is put a little bit of toothpaste on there and brush their tongue to make sure their breath smells yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, all right, let's just get out of the door, you know. So sometimes I might cut corners depending on, you know, you know my my patience level for that particular yeah. time and how they're acting. Um, but for the most part, I'm pretty consistent with Monique overall. Yeah. You know, nothing. Uh, I, one time I gave Christopher soda. How old was oh. he? I gave him <laughs> coke. Day. And, you know, Monique oh, is natural everything just about. <laughs> It's just funny because I remember when we first had Christopher, I was trying very hard to let Chris do it his way (laughs) because I I did understand that he's never dealt with a baby before. And I dealt with several babies. I was Mm -hmm. like you, um, Eric, growing up where you had a lot of family around and a lot of kids and all of that. Um, 
So I was used to changing diapers and feeding and knowing how to create a schedule and a routine and all of that. And Chris was totally clueless. Yeah. Um, he didn't even change a poopy diaper up until Christopher was what, like two months old? I just know how to make the baby. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. I feel you on that one. And other times better than others. Right? You know I, mean? I know how to make the baby. So I had to get to a point where once he got the basics under control, uh-huh. um, I would have to just tell myself, like, Okay, Chris is not going to break him. <laughs> he's he's a resilient baby. He's going to be okay. He's not going to break him. And I would have to just repeat that to myself sometimes. And yeah. I just have to just walk away and just let him do it. Because I didn't want him to feel um, like it wasn't our child together. Like yeah. he was babysitting. Like, right. Yeah. And I, trust me, I totally feel you on this. I, you know... What I should have done the first time Matt watched our our son Sam when he was a baby was um, just tell him, hey, he drinks this much in a bottle. You uh-huh. know, you can't put breast milk right in the microwave. Like just like a whatever. Mm-hmm. Instead, I left him detailed instructions. I mean, like step by step of what awake time should look like, about how to put him on his tummy, about how to hold him, and he was so offended. And um, no surprise, I had postpartum anxiety. Um, And my therapist (laughs) said to me, I know this phrase sounds so cheesy and so silly, but I need you to say it to yourself every time you see your husband with his son. Daddies do it differently. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. It's fine. He's fed. He slept. He's happy. He's loved. Daddies do it differently. It doesn't have to look like how it looks like with you, you know? Mm -hmm. And and that's helped a lot. No, you know, it's so so crazy because... um, it has been sometimes. I'm like, Monique, they're fine. Like, yeah. they ate, you know, yeah. this happened, this and that. So, like, just, you know, back off. I got it. You know, yeah. they're not going to, you know, pass away in the I had, time that I have them. I had <laughs> one freak out moment when Max was, I think, seven or eight months. His mom went to a Redskins game, actually. They went to a Thursday <laughs> night game. And I don't know what it was. She was, she had, a, you know, pumped her milk and everything like that. And I think I just gave him the milk a little bit too warm. Oh, and he didn't want it. Uh-huh. And he just didn't want any milk and anything like that. And I was freaking out. And I was like, I had a text her. I was like, look, he doesn't want to eat. And I'm freaking out here. Like, what's going on? <laughs> you know? And so she came back and fed him. She, and it was just because I gave him the milk a little bit too hot. Because for me, you know, I was like, all right, I put it on my hand. I felt fine. But, again, you got to realize, no, it's a different temperature for an infant. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. But but when I have when I have Max, I do sometimes cut corners. You know? Yeah. I'm like, it's, it's not going to hurt him. Right. If he misses one night of brushing his teeth, now his mom is very anal, very routine. Whereas I'm like, look, I've been around kids my whole life. I, I get it. If he's right. gonna miss one toothbrush, it's all right. right, right. He's not gonna lose a tooth. Right. Like it's okay. But I try to keep a very structured home with him. Like mm-hmm. we do, you know, I pick him up from daycare. We try to do some kind of story time, be outside, do dinner time. Try not to have a tablet or anything in front of him. And then in bed by 8.30, you know, and yeah. ready to go. Pajamas or bath and all that together. And he, and he likes it. I think he really likes it and appreciates it. And it helps him understand what's going on. But yes. there was this one night, man, I freaked out. I was like, he's not eating. What am I doing? What happened? He doesn't want to be with me. And she was like, you idiot. You just had it a little bit too warm for him. And I felt bad because it was her first night going out with one of her friends. And she had to come back. And she had to come back. Oh, I mean, and they, you know, they, and I was just like, God, you know, I felt bad. I was like, I ruined this for you. So, but ever since then, like I've taken to a bunch 
bunch of stuff. Took him to the car show. Took him to Awesome Con. I've actually gone to Florida on a plane with him by myself, which is me wow. and him, and it was a lot of fun. Now that's right. impressive. Yeah, that's, that yeah. yeah like, Chris hasn't taken a trip that, by yeah. himself. Well, you got three, man. <laughs> that's a different story. That's you know, true. you, you know, never did it with any of them, though. Have no. you gone through security? But I was bu- no, I haven't. Mm. I was busy, you know, at the University of Alabama working right. under Coach Saban, going to school as well. Mm-hmm. So Christopher Monique kind of flew back and forth with him. Yeah. Right. And now time. if I try to go somewhere with Christopher, of course, Milani, she's three, she wants to go. Right. Mm-hmm. So then I started thinking, I started thinking about, all right, I got to get him dressed, her dressed, teeth brushed, face wash. I'm like, ah, I'm just going to stay at home for the day. <laughs> <laughs> he yeah. actually gave, ba- um, he, he, all right, so when it came to the kids as babies, yeah. they've always been bathed by me. Like, I I mean, because they're so little, and yeah. I think Chris is such a big guy. He's oh, always, yeah. like, nervous. I'm break him. Oh, yeah, my God. Dude. So, no. for the first time, when I was in New York, I had to leave a few weeks ago for press, and I was going overnight, and he gave Chase a bath. I had to. <laughs> the I, first I, I time. He started smelling. You are like, uh-oh. What happened was, you know, we, we started potty training him really young, uh-huh. all of our kids, really. And normally he'll make the grunt sound and kind of give you signs. You put him on his little potty. And uh-huh. and I left him in his bouncer, and I didn't understand that he was fussing for a reason. Oh, no. So when I pulled him out of the bouncer, I'm thinking, oh, he pooped, and I, I missed it. I didn't get him on the potty, so I'm changing him. And I realized it's a blowout. Oh, man. It's a blowout all the way up to his neck almost. <laughs> And I was like, ain't no way wipes are going to kill right? this. Yeah. I got to put him in the shower. Yeah. So thank God Leaf was there, our assistant. She helps out a lot. I told her to wash the oldest two for me. And mm-hmm. I sprinted upstairs. I said, I got to give him a shower. Yeah. So I gave him a quick shower, wiped him up, and got him cleaned up. But yeah, man, when they young babies, I am a little bit afraid that I'm going to break them. You yeah, know? yeah I, I definitely was too when, we, when he was an infant and we would do the bathroom in the sink on that little tub thing. But you get used to it and you see how resilient they are and – you know it's all right. It's mm-hmm. fine. And and now he we do he does bath time in the tub. He sits there, and I'll wash him and everything like that with his mom. She does it with the sh- in the shower. But I'm like, oh, I'd rather have, a, have his bath time, let him play and do his own thing. Right, right. But yeah, right. I I totally feel you on that one. When he was first like an infant, I was like, ah, I don't want to hurt him. I don't want to do anything stupid. Do you find it easier to parent when mom isn't around? Yes. <laughs> yes. I, I, I agree with that, I believe. Because you don't feel that stress. And, and, and the kids. That extra pressure. The and the kids know that they pretty much have to roll with the flow. Yeah. It's yeah. not, they, they, they can't turn to mom and mm-hmm. say, I need mommy. I, no, oh, yeah. roll with the flow. You roll, know? Exactly, exactly. Also, it's not me. It's just the fact that it's just you there with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just me. So it's kind of like no option. They don't have another option to turn to. Right. You know, if they know mommy's, I want mommy, I want mommy. Now, it's been times where. Monique has been gone, and they say, I want mom. I'm like, look, this is <laughs> all I got. Right? <laughs> so do I. So do I, okay? Yeah, right here, buddy. That's it. This is it. Even with my baby boy, Chase, like, when Monique is gone, yeah. he, he can't see her or hear her, or he, he pretty much knows she's out of the house. You know, he's a lot easier to deal with. He'll sleep longer, you yeah. know. He'll play. Yeah, he's much he, easier to deal he with. He gives Chris, like, two hours naps, and I'm like, um, oh, yeah. he'll sleep for, like, 30 minutes if he knows I'm in the house. Right. He's, like, Max's, waking right back up. Max's mom, one of the jobs she had, she'd had to work on Saturday, so Max would be me on every Saturday. 
And I'd be like, I'd have him one to three thirty, and she'd be like, "What do you, what do you do?" I'm like, he just knows right. that he's got it, and he falls asleep, and he's good to go. Like right. he would sleep, and he would have his routine, and he knew he was fine. Mm-hmm. She's like, he doesn't do that for me. I'm like, because yeah. well, he wants to be with you more. What the heck is that with that? No, it's because they want they want to spend more times with their mothers because they were in they were inside you for nine months. They feel like they want to spend that time with mommy. Oh. Whereas daddy, it's like, oh, it's daddy. We can do whatever with him. He's fine. Or it's right. whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I feel guilty all the time. Sam doesn't want to nap. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. he wants to be with me. Exactly. Yeah. No, That's totally. Nice to look at. I don't know if we're being swindled, yeah. but. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm trying. I'm trying here. Oh, gosh. What What are some of your favorite ways as a dad to bond with your child and children for, for you, Chris, and then for, for you, me? Eric? What is your. Oh, I'm asking man. both of you. Okay, like, what's well, your, some of your favorite you ways got, to bond? You got okay, three. Well, I've only got one. I know, right? So, um. Just stick the iPad in front of them and run. No, that's a joke. I'm joking. I'm joking. I just want to get y'all a laugh. <laughs> now, now for, for my son, we go down to the gym and we work out together. Uh-huh. My oldest son, yeah, he's six, and you know I don't put him under like weights or anything. Right. It's more push ups, sit ups, pull ups, chin ups, dips, stuff yeah. like that. And he loves them footwork drills, and I tell him he's gonna be greater than LeBron James. And <laughs> he'll look at his muscles in the mirror right, and flex right. his daddy. The girls are gonna love me, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. That's really fun. My daughter will come down; she'll work out a little bit, then she starts playing and kind of irritating everybody. Yeah. So I have to send her upstairs. She gets mad. But uh, with my daughter, it'll be more so letting her paint my nails, or I might play with her dolls, or wrap rubber bands around a doll's hair with her a little bit, and and she's happy. And my yeah. baby boy, I just. Tickle and play and love on him all exactly. day. So it is what it is. I think now with Max, we love to, he loves Blaze and he loves cars. Mm-hmm. Those kind of things. So cars, looking at cars, playing with his car. I bought him pretty much almost every car. Mm-hmm. I, he's got all the Blaze characters. When we went to the auto show, I, I, I let him just jump into every car. It's the second time he's ever right. been because we went when he was an infant. Uh, and just and just hanging out with him pretty much at, at, as much as possible. Right. Every much moment. Whatever, huh? yeah, yeah, any moment, just being with him, going to do stuff. Driving in the car or walking around the city, you know, beautiful thing about living in the DMV in DC is there's so much history here, yeah. and I know a lot about the history because, again, growing up, growing up here and have a lot of family from Venezuela, I'd always have to give that nickel tour, being like, oh, oh this is the National Monument, this is the Smithsonian. There's no building taller than the National Monument because da da da. Like the monument's right. two different color stones because it was built before the Civil War, and then the Civil War happened. That and it's like teaching them and just telling them all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. be like just explaining him all those kind of kind of fun things. It's, is the way I find it with bonding with him. So right, yeah, right. Cool. I love it. Any minute with him is better. I feel like because it's just so much more fun. Yes. Do you feel like some of the things? Do you feel like some of the things that you do currently when you're parenting your kids is like directly just like your dad <laughs> growing oh up, or God. even your mom? Like, do you feel like there's certain things that's like this tendency came directly from my mom and dad, and I can't even break it. I don't think so. For me, for I think, me, I know for oh, sure with too. being super like organized and folding clothes and having everything ironed and that yeah. de- directly from my parents. Like they definitely instilled that in me. <laughs> so I think I'm, for me, just the ability to just be able to be in the moment and not worry so much, mm. I think comes from both my parents because again, wrote my mom having the daycare and being around kids her whole life. And then my dad and his very lax laid back attitude yeah. helps out a lot because you know, not to get too worried, you know, right. not to get too stressed and that it's going to be okay. Whatever happens. I mean, uh, We've had some instances where Max has gotten hurt and he's bumped his knee, stuff like that. And it's like it's it's okay. Right. It happens. You want to have these bumps and bruises. It's gonna make you a better person. You're gonna learn. Now you gotta pay attention when you walk down the steps. You're not gonna have <laughs> yes. a scrape on your knee anymore, right? right? Yes. So things like that. I think just that calming mentality I got from them. Yeah. So that what helps. You, Chris? 
fishing. I know you. You as far as fishing, but when you say, because I thought about fishing, my dad, you know, took us fishing. But then Mm -hmm. when you said about parenting, you know, my experience with my spending time. No, no, spending time definitely. You are spending time. I I guess we could say that. But my experience with fishing with my dad. (laughs) Every night, I mean, for the most part, it was fun, but then it was stressful too at times because if the lines got caught up in the rocks and you broke the line, you know, you have to pay for the little. The, uh, the rigs and everything, mm-hmm. the hooks and the weights. My dad would go off on us right. and embarrass us in front of everybody on the pier. So so that wasn't a fun experience yeah. on that part. Or he would just yell, pick and choose when he wants to embarrass and yell at us. Mm-hmm. My dad was a great dad overall now. Don't, don't get it twisted. But it was some stressful times. So when I go fishing with my kids, I want it to be fun, you yeah. know. If, as long as they're not doing anything really silly that's going to get them injured uh-huh. or something like that, it's fun. You know, I'm correcting them and teaching them, and it's a great experience. But the crazy thing about it, my dad would get his lines tied up in the rocks. <laughs> He's going to yell at you, buddy. I, I always wanted to. My, I, I didn't realize this until I was a lot older. My dad was a huge flirt. He was he's such a flirt. Like really? he flirts with wow. everyone. He's such a flirt. Is he really? You don't realize it, but he's is he flirting with me. He, when he always talks flirts to me with me. Like so we go to we'll go to giant we'll go to the grocery minutes. stores mm-hmm. in the area and I'm like, Dad, why do you know all these women? Because he talks to them. He all talks the time. to them. And he also used to work he used to work at Hex back in the day in the cosmetic department with all these women. Oh, and they all love Carlos. And right, I was like, right, right. my dad is a flirt. I'm like, okay, I'm going to teach Max how to flirt because it always pays off, though. Because he would always come back from Giant or whatever grocery store with the best tasting bread, the best fruits, the best meat. like Free stuff. Free stuff. And I'm like, it'll sound better if you just say the gift of gab. No, bro, it's a flirt. It's a flirt. My, man, my dad is a flirt. He knows he's still got it he'll be 75 years old this year and he still flirts with these women and then he also but then we'll go to this one grocery store and they all know who i am from the show and he's like that's my son (laughs) he brags i'm like i'm like dad it's okay like i come here a lot they know who i am but it's okay eddie i'm like all right carlos i see what you're doing i see what you're doing instead of greasing the guy at the front door you just flirt with them right here flirt with the women they love you man so Oh my God, it's hilarious. Yeah. Well, what advice would you give to the women out there who are listening who make it hard to parent as a father? Like who make it who make it hard for you to parent your child, whether you're hmm. together or single? Because sometimes the woman, we can make it a little yeah. difficult. <laughs> what can we do better that will make you feel more comfortable to continue being the dad you are and even better? I think if you're in my situation uh, with co-parenting, I think communication is key. Mm-hmm. And I think you know what we've all we've all looked. People have, have looked at going to therapy and and not and don't, I don't need that. I don't need it. But we're seeing more and more mental health issues arise, and people yeah. need to take that and be serious. And you know what? It's not a bad thing to go see a third party mm-hmm. to have them talk to both of you about what's going on. You know, yep. I think communication is is very key, and honesty is very key. And being open about what's going on in each other's lives. And again, going to see that third party because that helped me out a lot is getting that third party view. The best thing I pulled out of therapy is that like your family and your friends are going to tell you the same kind of thing. But I'm here to tell you a completely different thing. They're going to sit there and say, oh, don't be with her because she broke your heart. But they, they're saying that because they're family and your friends. They're they don't know. The, they, exactly. Yeah. They're right. protective. When in fact, you know, now you got to go figure out what's going on. Same thing with co-parenting is that like 
they're going to say, oh, she's just a bad mom because she doesn't know what's going on. I'm like, no, that's not true. Right. You don't know what she's dealing with. Right. You don't know what's going on. You're just being protective of me and Max. Right. So having that open mind and understanding and, and again, just trying to communicate at some level. Don't na- not nag, but just try to talk to the guy mm-hmm. or vice versa. Just try to talk to her. And, and explain to her what you're feeling inside because that'll help. Right. That helps a lot, man. Being honest sometimes helps mm-hmm. more than, than lying to somebody. Yes. Right. I, I think for me it's kind of what you do. You know, um, every now and then Monique will pull me to the side and say, you know, you're a great dad. I appreciate you. Mm-hmm. You know, you do a great job with the kids, you know, this and that. And then if I'm doing something that might not be the way – that she would do it, you know, don't yell at me or snap on me or go off yeah. because I'm going to go off right back, Urgh, smoky back. But at the end of the day, I don't like smoky. I don't want to have to pull smoky out. Right, right. So now, now actually, sick of smoky is when we used to play Tennessee, the volunteers, and they say, smoky. But no, at the end of the day, just talk to me and just, like you say, communicate, but yeah. communicate the right way. Exactly. Don't mm-hmm. raise your voice. Don't yell at me. Don't belittle me. Don't make me feel like a child. Mm-hmm. And if you could just say, no, you know, baby, don't do it that way. Like, you know, this will happen if you mm-hmm. do it this way. Why don't you try this approach? Yeah. And you know what? I'm going to say, yes, baby, thank you. And it's going to make me feel good. Yeah. And we're going to keep it moving. Yeah, like like Chris, because I, mean, I have some married friends that are, and, and, and being told you're doing this great helps us a lot. Yeah. Positive reinforcement. Positive yeah. reinforcement yeah. is a very strong thing. Now, for me personally, I know I'm doing it great, so I don't need that. <laughs> but <laughs> but some, some dads do need that, and yeah. I get it. You some know, moms do. Some moms yeah. do. I uh, know. Moms, yes. definitely. You definitely yes. have yes. to be supportive. Especially, like, I, I was blown away watching Max's mom breastfeed. That is the most difficult thing in the world, but it's the greatest thing for the son and for the bond that the moms have with, with the kid. Yeah. And I was so trying to be the coach in that corner and be in the supportive one. Going to get the mother's milk tea, the cookies. Oh, the I love pa- mother's milk tea. Everything. I mm-hmm. did everything in my power for her to go 11 months. And when it when she ended, I I felt so bad because it, it hurt her. Aww. You know, but I was like, no, but you did a great job. You lasted yeah. 11 months Heck of yeah. breastfeeding. Oh like, gosh, that was impressive. Yeah, and, you know, being in that corner helps everybody, you know. Right. Positive reinforcement is a good thing. Talking to a mental health specialist is a good thing. Yeah. Don't be afraid to do those things. You know, mm-hmm. it helps everyone and it helps the kid. I no, will say, you oh, go ahead. Oh, well, I'm sorry. Going off that, like Matt and I, we we go to therapy as well. And, you know, one of the things that I was telling our therapist was, I feel like I'm doing this and this and this and all these things. And Matt was sitting there silent. And finally he chimes in and he's like, it's really hard being me sometimes because I want to do these things with you. And I offer to help and I offer and you just kind of blow me off and and just want to do it all yourself. So I think, you know, letting your partner, letting your husband help you would yeah. when they offer to help. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know, they want to. They mm-hmm. want to be a part of it. Right. I know one thing that made it a little easier for me when it comes to parenting differences that Chris and I have is certain things I do is for a reason. So yeah. instead of just saying, why are you doing it like that? Like, why don't you just do it like this? Mm-hmm. I actually will explain to him why oh, yeah. I yeah, do it like that's this. Really that's that's kinda, yeah, that helped me yeah. out, too. That, that would help. And then he's like, okay, I get it now. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. because certain things, um, I can't even think of an example right now. It's like some simple, small things, especially when having a baby. I have certain reasons behind why I do. Well, it was a great example of yesterday. You was like, during the day when we make his bottle, you need to put some type of food in it. You know, whether it's applesauce, sweet potato, whatever. Because later on at night, he gets a full feel. Mm-hmm. Th- throughout the day, he'll sleep longer. 
Right. And it made sense to me when she explained that oh, this wow. is why you yeah. have to put the little food in that throughout the day so he's full when he goes to bed or, you know, overall. Yeah, yeah if babies get their full feedings during the day, yeah. then they'll sleep longer at right. night. Yeah. So, like, yeah. last and night, that was a great he, example. Yeah, yeah, so, like, last night he slept 10 hours because wow. I made sure he got some good loaded bottles leading up to mm-hmm. his bedtime. Mm-hmm. And then he... He knocked out and he was good. But if he doesn't get all those full feedings in, then he will constantly wake up because he's hungry. Right. So, yeah. yeah. And, and one thing going back to, like, you know, the positive reinforcement, um, you know, I'm a high school football coach and I'm at a new school. So we had our second practice. No, we had our first practice, like, 7 on 7, getting ready for the offseason. Uh-huh. And one thing that I noticed was the guys were, like, kind of jawjacking at each other, very negative. You know, man, you you messed this play up, but you did this, you did that. So, you know, once the head coach addressed the team at the end, he asked, did any other other coaches want to say something? And that's one thing that I talked about was attitude and, um, you know, giving um, encouraging words to your teammate Mm -hmm. versus being negative towards your your teammates and build your teammate up. So if you think about it, whether you're together or not, if you have a kid – you know, um, if you have a kid, then at the end of the day, you are a team. Yeah. You know, you're going to be a good team player. You're going to be a bad team player. Definitely. And you should encourage each other and look at it as, you know, being positive towards your teammate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's definitely key. Another thing, too, is also, I, I at least in my situation, don't let the Internet tell you how to raise your kid. Right. Because there's so many blogs. There's so many, quote, that's unquote, doctors. Yes. And that annoyed me because I think that was a big problem in our relationship was that, like, I have a, a mom – who's not only my mom, but also a child care specialist mm-hmm. who has to have the licensing, who's been through the classes, over 40 years of experience, over some idiot who's on the internet telling you to do this, this, and this. Get yeah. paid. Exactly. Yeah. And telling you false information. As someone who works in the media, like, I get it. I get what clickbait is. I get what they're trying to do here. Like, you don't need to go to the website. Go and ask somebody. Ask your parents and then get both sides of the story and then make your own plan. Because that's the key is making your own plan. That's right. Communicating and figuring it out. Like I didn't know about the feeding thing. I, that's I didn't know you could put food yeah. in with the with the with the milk. Like, like when oh, I have my yeah. next. Oh yeah, you got to visit notforlazymoms.com. I need to. I need to really read it more now. <laughs> yes, I checked it out today. Yes. I got to get really in depth. But yeah, yeah, it's really so. good. Especially um, so when they get to that age, right now Chase is six months, mm-hmm. and you know how the doctor says start to give them little tastes of food. Yeah. Well, what I would do is I would just put it right into the bottle, and then I would cut like a little slit just to make it a tiny bit bigger where yeah. they won't choke, but they can get the food in. Right. And um, so I would start off with uh, sweet potato. So I I would, uh, where's my little bag? I have it over there. But Uh I I would squeeze a little sweet potato inside the bottle, shake it up real good, and it's nice and liquefied. And then he would suck that thing down and be out. That's genius. Because it's nice and thick. Because he's still getting all the nutrients and proteins from that sweet potato that's going to make him feel, oh my God, that's pretty genius. Yeah, I call it a a loaded bottle. (laughs) We know what the other loaded bottle is, right, Chris? You know. (laughs) (laughs) My man. (laughs) Yes, but yeah, it helps too when you're first introducing them to food so that you can see how they respond to it. Uh And then once they start spoon feeding, sometimes I do it if I don't have time to sit there and spoon feed. Yeah. Look, you're getting a loaded bottle right now. I got to go. <laughs> oh, gosh. But, yeah. Um, moving on to the next thing. Do you think it's easier to be a mom? And when I ask that question, this is what I really mean. So, you know how kids act different with one mm-hmm. parent versus the other. Mm-hmm. Um, there are times where when Chris isn't home and I and it's me and all three. Yeah. And sometimes it could be far left. Sometimes it could be far right. When Chris isn't there, like you said, they know they don't have the not they don't have the option anymore. 
and um, they have to do whatever it is you're telling them to do. Sometimes they give me hell and high water, but then sometimes it's like, all right, daddy's not here. Let's go ahead and watch a movie and we'll sit down and we'll be good. But sometimes Chris tends to think that when the kids are with me and he's not around, he thinks that they're angels. Like he thinks that they're really good <laughs> because they're all chilling. Right, but, well, because he sees and and he thinks, well, they're with mom, and mom is yeah. who they've been asking for. And I remember when it was just Christopher, um, I took a video of him. He was screaming, he was pitching a fit, and I said, I just want you to see this. This is how your son acts when you're not here, yeah. <laughs> because he wouldn't believe me. Uh-huh. So it's like almost like some dads feel like they. Um, they feel like it's probably easier to be mom because that's who the kid typically wants. So what what, do you, what are your thoughts on that? Have y'all ever witnessed, I know you got the video, but what are your thoughts on that now? And then for you, have you ever witnessed like your son spazzing out with mom and then you're like, whoa, I thought she had it easy. It's but... definitely easier being mom. You just pop the boob in their uh, mouth uh, and then show up and go to sleep. <laughs> Um, no, I mean, I, again, I, I don't think it's easier because I think that the kids know that mommy's not going to come down or is not as not disciplinarian, but they can they can feel that mommy's going to be a little more lenient sometimes when daddy's not around. And I definitely know Max tries to take advantage of, of his mom sometimes <laughs> and try to, like, manipulate things. And she then has to be the disciplinarian and can be a little bit wilder. When I'm not around. Yeah. Um, so I don't think it's easier. I really don't. Yeah. I think it can be d- very difficult at times. And with three, it must be. Ooh, yeah, I, I applaud you because that's got to be a lot. Thank I mean, you. It's, it's a lot. You know, it's crazy. Um, it, it is in the beginning because you're trying to get your feet planted and you yeah. want to get your routine. It's just like with having one. And, mm-hmm. and it's like as soon as you start to grasp what's going on and you get your rhythm going. Yeah. I mean, it took us a few months, but like Chase is six months now and I really feel comfortable and I feel good about the routine that we have. Like, I feel a lot more confident because I was very nervous going from two to three. But that's the key, though. Like you said, routine. Yes. Right. You have that routine. They learn that routine. And then once you deviate from it, that's oh. when hell happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. If you have to go out of town or you got something happening or you're stuck somewhere, that's when they, they notice. It's like, wait, it's they can tell it's feeding time. Why aren't you feeding me right now? Right. Right. What's or going bed, on? Bedtime, if you let them stay up, yeah. they just start acting wild. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Baby kids come out. It's <laughs> it's- <laughs> Look, it's a window. It's yeah. like if you don't put them to bed within that window, Definitely. then they go into overtime. Yeah. But what do you think, Chris, about as far as like easier being mom? No, I, I definitely think that, you know, I mean, I'm a hands-on dad. You know, I feed my kids, change diapers, you know, do whatever. The older two, I give them regular showers or baths or whatever. But, um, you know, I see what Monique, you know, the, the stuff that, you know, the way she puts in the time and yeah. the effort – you know, from essential oils to natural remedies, not just giving them children's Tylenol, mm-hmm. all of the stuff that she puts into it, definitely it, it's hard on her. It's, yeah. You know, that's why I try to be the best dad as far as assisting her when she needs it or just taking the kids and doing certain things with them. But, you know, moms have it hard. You know, good, good moms have it hard. Yeah. Let me say that. Because yeah, some moms are not good moms. You know, <laughs> some moms are lazy moms. Right, which yeah. is which is shocking to see when you see a lazy mom. I'm like, how can you be that lazy? Right. You had this inside you for nine months. I like, know, right? don't you feel bad? <laughs> like, trust me, I want to say, like, I go to the mall sometimes. I see some of these moms. I'm like, I'm not going to say anything because right. it's not my kid. Right. I don't know the situation, and I don't want to be on TMZ or whatever yelling at somebody. But, right. like. It, it, it kills me when you see that lazy mo- You don't see him that often, but when you see it. You know, it's so crazy that you say that. And I, if you see a child and it's like snot and dry oh, up, you know, all over the nose, 
Dude, <laughs> you, wouldn't you wipe your own nose exactly. as an adult? Exactly. Like, get but then something. You let the kid just run around booger you swinging everywhere. Shirt. My shirt, every shirt Max has wiped something on him. No, it's crazy. We, we were in the pool the other day, and I think Melani's nose was running. I was like, just blow it in my shirt. Yeah. Monique, uh, was like, ugh. I'm like, so well, disgusting. at least it's not in her nose. Exactly. Like, at least it's not there. Like, they look clean, and that's what you want them to be. So. Oh, definitely. No, nah, moms have it hard. The good they moms. They definitely do, yeah. <laughs> It's a struggle sometimes. It mm-hmm. is. Y'all might have saw those moms that y'all think are lazy. They might have just been having a moment. I'm at my wits end. Um, yeah, I think we've all been in that place before where you're about to go crazy. Mm-hmm. I remember coming home one time, and I think you just had Christopher and Milani, and they were giving you the hardest time, mm-hmm. and the baby. And I came in, and you were like, if you would have been here an hour ago. <laughs> you were like, he said oh, that yeah, I dude. left. And yeah. literally all three of them started crying. Oh, the baby's screaming, Milani's crying for mommy, oh. and then Christopher, who's the oldest, all of a sudden starts looking like he's about to cry. And Chris is like, I need you to get it together, bro. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's crazy because it all it takes is one of the oldest two to just say, you know, I want mommy. Then the other one, I want mommy. Yeah. I got two of them, and then the baby's crying on top of it. Right, yeah. And literally, I mean, I just had to stay calm and do what I had to do. Yeah. But I was about to that point now, you know, yeah, I'm breaking down myself and all four of us in there crying. He was oh. almost, you said yeah. you was about to call me. You were yeah, almost yeah, about to. Yeah, I was about to call because, you know, whatever you were doing, I wanted you to enjoy and do what night. you're supposed to do. Yeah, it was a girl's <laughs> night. And I didn't want to interrupt you know, what she had going on. But, yeah, I mean, it's been some trying times, definitely. (laughs) Actually, in a couple couple of days, it's my first, like, night out with, with, you know, being a mom of two. And I keep telling Matt, I'm like, do you want me to stay and help you put one to bed? And he keeps being like, (laughs) no, I can do this. It's almost like he's given himself, like, a pep talk for the last, like, couple of weeks. He's like, I can do this. He's like, you go. I I, I can handle this. I'm going to take that bassinet (laughs) on wheels. I'm going to bring it in as I'm getting Sam ready for bed. I'm like, you got this. You can do this. (laughs) It's crazy because I find myself giving myself pep talks. Me too. Yeah, I remember one time um, Chris had to go to, I think you had a a meeting with your football coaches. Mm -hmm. And you left and and I realized like oh freak the kids need to get showers they need to get you know baths whatever be put to bed and then that was the night I wanted to give Chase a bath as well because mm-hmm. I don't bathe him every night like in a shower yeah. you know yeah and I'm like hi in the world am I gonna do this so I got in the shower I put Chase inside his little bath thing and I put it in the shower with me yeah and uh, I had all the kids come. I had them both come in the shower one at a time, wash them up, throw mm-hmm. your towel on, go sit on the bed. And then I managed to make it happen. And I was so proud of myself. And uh, Chris came yes. home and I was like, I bathed all three of them. <laughs> Put them in bed. I said, the third one's knocked out. I got a glass of wine sitting right here. Yeah. Remember? Um, yeah, and I, I ended up texting you. I was yeah. so it's proud. Like, ago, I, I did believe. it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah awesome. honestly. So, Matt, when, whenever he's out at night, I always, after I do it, after I look in the baby monitor and I see, you know, my toddler's asleep, my baby's asleep. I'm like, I am superwoman. Yes. And I remember the other day, even I took them both to the park, and I'm like, look at me right now. I am at the park with two kids. All right. Mm-hmm. So I know, I know, dads must have that moment all the time. Like, oh hell yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. That's no, amazing. it's been times when Monique will go to L. A. You know, filming a commercial, or she'll be in New York. You know, doing press or something like that. And I'll have help to come in and help yeah. me. Right. What, 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 I always have in. somebody coming in the evening, yeah, like around yeah. like 7. About like 7 to 12 to give yeah. me a break from the baby. But I'll have the baby all day. I'll get up and get the kids ready. Our assistant take them to school and the oldest two kids. And then I have the baby all day, and I'm feeding them and changing them and playing with them. And when he naps, I, I hurry up and nap with him. Yeah, dude, definitely. Yeah. I'm right there with and you. And then finally at the end of the night when everybody's in the bed, 
and they're all sleeping. You know, I'm proud of myself. Like, yeah. all right. And then I will be looking forward to that little bit of free time, too, as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. What types of pressures do dads take on that moms may not realize? Whether it could, whether it's emotional or... Uh, I, I can jump in on that because um, Matt always says to me that he has to be the calm one in stressful situations because I'm emotional and anxious. And he's like, it's really... <laughs> I know. Yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm owning it. Okay? Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm owning it. But, but Matt's like, it's really hard for me sometimes to, to keep it together. Like there was one time where Sam fell down... <laughs> I'm not laughing about it, but mm-hmm. how I handled the situation, now I'm laughing about it. He fell down our stairs. Oh. And um, so we took him to the hospital, and I I really dramatized the situation. I'm like, his head hit every single step. <laughs> and, <laughs> like, and I mean, it was just, you could play the, the sob music behind it, and the, the doctor was like, every single step. <laughs> like, he seems totally fine. I feel like you're, you know, and Matt the entire time was calm and he's like, Allie, in the future, you know, I, I need you to practice of how you're going to talk to a doctor. <laughs> he's like, I need you to filter things. And he's like, but it, it is hard for him to always be the one that keeps it together when I'm always about to lose my, you know what. Wow. <laughs> you know, you know yeah. what's crazy? I, I think for us, it's it kind of flip-flops because there's some times where I see where Monique is very – like really frustrated with the kids mm-hmm. and she's snapping and yelling. Yeah. And I'm in my head like, it's really not that serious. Yeah. So a lot of times I would come back in and try to talk to them. And, and it's been the opposite as well. Yeah. You know, it's been times where I'm overreacting, I'm freaking out and I'm probably yelling a little bit too much and she'll come, they just need a hug. It just depends yeah. on what type and of day let me tell you what's crazy. Yeah. This morning, Milani, she woke up, she was tired and, you know, I'm trying to get her ready this morning. Christopher did a pretty good job overall getting him, you know, I got him dressed, he went on downstairs. And she's just crying. I want my son. You'll see mommy in a second. She's downstairs making breakfast. And she's freaking out, freaking out, freaking out. So I went back to what you said, Monique. I said, baby, do you need a hug? And I picked her up and I hugged her. I kissed her and told her I love her. And she sucked it up. And that was it. She was fine. The she rest came of the downstairs and told me that um, that she really wanted me. And I said, "Oh, I'm right here making breakfast." And she gave me a hug mm-hmm. and she kissed Chase because I had him in the carrier because I was cooking and I had him in the little um, the the little uh, Tula baby carrier. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> she gives me a hug. And then she never told me about whatever else yeah, happened. She was but freaking out yeah. upstairs. But no, it's funny because I remember <laughs> Chris. Chris, he, he had his tendency of if. If Christopher was kirking out and acting whiny in the morning, he would just match it. <laughs> because Chris, yeah, right. Chris is not a morning person, so every morning that he gets up and we're getting the kids ready together, I commend him because I know he is not a morning person. He does not wake up happy to the point where he actually made up a song with the kids that they sing in the morning. We're gonna be happy. You want me to sing my song sing real it, quick? Baby. I'll do it fast. We're gonna be happy in the morning. Oh, that's awesome. We're not gonna, gonna cry, cry all day because it's beautiful sunshine and, and it's, it's coming, coming our way. way. Hey, that's sometimes good. the kids buy in and they that's love it. Genius, man. I'm gonna be sad. Yeah, but then you, but then you know, and they, that's the way they're telling you. That, that's great. Is, the funny thing is, I think the song really helps Chris. Yes, it probably does. Hey, man. You know what? That's genius because I got to tell you, there is nothing more. It's like nails on a chalkboard than a kid whining first thing in the morning. Yeah. It is brutal. And so gonna, that's a good idea crazy. to put you in a better mood so right. you approach it better. Yeah. Mo- Monique asked me, she was like, you know, now I think you talked to your mom. She's like, you know, he's always moody and angry in the morning and this mm-hmm. and that. And the mom is like, uh, I, hope, I hope I'm not getting in trouble. 
What? No, no. So I don't know what you're talking about. Go ahead. Basically, um, your mom was telling me um, that you talked about, I think you told me and I told you, but basically I'm always moody and angry in the morning, uh-huh. which I am. But then I had to explain that, look look at my body. Like, you know, I'm hurting. Yeah, you, know, you I have 13 are, but... surgeries. I'm miserable in the morning. Oh. So once my body starts going and I get lubed up, I feel a lot better, yeah. you know? So that's why I, a lot of times I'm moody. It's not just because... I hate life. Yeah, I right. wake up too. Your knees are pike. Your shoulders. I told your mom about it, but I thought oh, okay. I, I told you that and you explained did. it to you. No, yeah. I'm just looking at you waiting you know, for me to get out. You know, when the way he was looking, like, hold up, you talked to my mom about what? I was like, holy snap. It's okay if he talks to your mom. Yeah. It's all right. Yeah, That's a good right. thing. What's crazy is, I'm, well, it's a different time, but her mom is really good about, like, you know, kind of helping us through our relationship. That's awesome. Yes. And, and she's not going to just take her daughter's side because it's her daughter. Yeah. Or not going to yeah, take my good. side just because I'm the son-in-law. Can you find me one of those? Oh, my God. No, she's really good and been like you know through trying times that we've had she's been really helpful yes you know? yes so that's a different topic maybe we'll talk about that one day okay that's fine <laughs> I'm just not gonna bring my mom in oh god dude my mom is also the same kind of mom Chris mom is like that caused a lot of issues in my relationship man you was cannot just, let oh. the parents mess up your relationship I, and you know what I didn't I didn't listen to that advice oh god cause wow. my older brother and sister say the same thing but my bro- older brother is a completely different person than I am he's a little Napoleon so I just assume, yeah, no, seriously, he's five inches shorter than me. Right. He's a little guy. So I'm like, you're just being Napoleon. I'm not going to listen to you. But I should have listened because that's hindsight. I mean, like, that's what, right. pretty much what ruined our relationship was a lot of that outside interference. Yeah, wow. that's terrible. You know, so, wow. but whatever. We're actually going to have a topic coming up soon in our podcast in a few weeks called uh, Monster-in-Laws. So yeah. maybe you'll want to listen to that. <laughs> Yeah, and I love the look on your face. You know what? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my mom is, she is opinionated. She does not care. Right, right. She does, she'll tell you, I'm 74 years old, so I don't care what you guys say. Oh, gosh. Yep. Well, I, I do have one more question before we wrap things up. Do you parent differently based on the child's gender? And I know you only have a son now, but you can even say in your mind, if you had a daughter, how would you or would you at I'd all? I'd be screwed. If I had a daughter, I mean, you, I mean, you have, again, I have four nieces, five nieces and one nephew and all five of my nieces. I definitely treat them a lot differently than I treat my nephew. And like I, you have to. It's a different mentality. You yes, know what I mean? I agree. And but it's also crazy to see girls do evolve faster than guys. And it's crazy to watch both like the evolution. Like because, again, I have one going to be in high school next fall. And then one's going to be in the, in the, nep- the oldest nephew, I think, is like in the seventh grade. Or eighth grade, so they're kind of close in age, but it's just crazy to see the evolution that girls go through is a lot different than boys. Yeah, because you can still let him be a meathead and <laughs> let him be a meathead up until he's in high school, you know, and be a knucklehead. Whereas the girls are evolving differently because their other girls around them are also growing up faster. Mm-hmm. So I think it's it's going to be for me. I'm going to be scared of, of being a, a daddy's girl. It's going to be one of those things. Where, I'm gonna be putty in, in our hands because my dad my dad was putty in both my sister's hands. Right, you know, what I'm even to this day they still know that dad's got them somehow. Right. Wow. So. Now you know it's crazy because um you know with my son that my six year old son you know if he's getting on my nerves if mm-hmm. he you know I can kind of you know rough right. house with him exactly. and tighten him up a little bit and I don't yeah. even really worry about it. as long as you know I know I'm fair and I'm not gonna exactly, injure him yeah. or mistreat him. But with my daughter, she'll push it to the limit. Oh, and, I, and it's hard. I'm scared. It's hard for me to pop her hand when she's doing wrong. Yeah. It's hard for me and to pop her. And she's not afraid and of she, him. Yeah, I she's bet not. not. But, and I cater to her, and it is what it is. I am a, you know, um, a, a, a daddy's girl. Like, yeah. I mean, 
it is what it is. Well, not not a daddy's girl. She's, she's, no, she's, she's a daddy's girl. Yeah, she's, she's a daddy's, daddy's girl. Yeah. You're, yeah you're. But, but it's crazy because she was doing something other days for the about a, maybe four or five days. She's been really sassy and just kind of pushing it to the limit. Pushing Mouthing it to off. The limit. And I'm like, all right, Milani. Now I don't want to have to come over there, Milani. You need to tighten up. I said it like three or four times. Finally, she did something and smarter, and Monique just jumped her tail and went over there, boom, boom, boom. And she's crying and crying. And Monique's like, I'm sick of that sass, and you need to listen the first time that yeah. daddy says something. But I couldn't pull myself to Exactly. And, and, they, and they know. And, and it's they funny because all I need to do is just raise my voice. Yeah. And they are just like, mm-hmm. ah, sure. yeah. you know. Yeah. But Chris would be getting louder and louder, and they just look at him like, whatever. I guess they're used to the, the loud <laughs> voice, and it's like, all right, whatever. You got a loud voice. Right, right. It's just a loud voice. You just got a loud so, voice, yeah. 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 yeah, if mommy raises her voice, it, that means it's serious. Right. But I have to be careful about catering to her a little bit more than him, you know, because mm-hmm. kids will recognize that. And then a lot of times, she's starting the stuff with her older brother. Right. And then mm-hmm. when he puts the law down on her, now she wants to cry. And Christopher, she didn't say Christopher. She'll sometimes, when she's upset, Christopher, Christopher, he did. <laughs> and I'm like, and then Aww. I have to, Monique even brought it to my team. No, she was wrong. She started it. Yeah. He ended it. And now she's upset. Yep. Well, I know yep. how I was when I was younger. So Milani can't get away with anything. I'm right. like, oh. <laughs> Right. I invented all yeah, of that, honey. Yeah. <laughs> right? right. Oh. <laughs> yes. Well, do y'all have any tips for the people listening today who are fathers, who maybe, you know, just struggling, just trying to find their own footing in the parenting circle, whether they're single or married? Um, you know, I know you said communication. Uh-huh. That's good for both sides, for both honestly. Sides. I think, too, asking asking other dads that you see with kids. Like, oh, it's yeah. not, it's not, don't be afraid to ask, like, you know, you've got three. I would, if I ever have another one, like, what do you do, Chris? Or right. having a daughter that young, you know, mm-hmm. like, if I ever had another kid in that same bracket, like, how do you handle this and how do you handle that? Or That's... how do you feel, like, when, when you see her out, you know, things like that? Just asking other dads. That's, a really, that's, a, that's really great because I feel like there's so much emphasis on, like, finding mom friends and all this right. stuff, but not a lot on dads finding dad mm-hmm. friends. And yeah. men need to drop the macho yeah. attitude, Hell too, yeah. because a lot of times, as men, you want to act like you have it all together. Yes, and if you don't have it all together, most I mean, nobody has it all together. No. So you need to seek out to a true friend that you trust and get advice from them. Yeah. yeah luckily, I have a great friend of mine. Unfortunately, they just moved to South Carolina, but he's got two kids, and I asked him about it because he has a boy and a girl, and I'm like, Blake, like, what do you do? And he's like, I don't know what I'm doing. But, you know, but, <laughs> but that honesty, at least you understand that, okay, you're also in that same situation as me. Right. You don't really know what you're doing either, and both you and your wife are figuring it out. Right. So that helps, and then we just will riff off each other and figure it out. Mm-hmm. But it, it, it's good to ask other dads, what are you doing? How do you right. handle this? What's going on here, you know, or, or, or stuff like that. And, you know, so it's right. not afraid to ask questions, man. Yeah. Don't no. be scared. No, I That's totally awesome agree too. with you. Ask questions, you know, you know, with other dads, people that you trust. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, if you're giving it everything that you have to be a great parent, you know, a great dad, yeah. I think that that's good enough. Definitely. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Because there's so many people out there that only put 20% in, and a lot of the kids wind up being fine anyway. Yeah. So if you're putting 110% in and you're trying your best, I think in the end your kid is going to be a great exactly. kid. Exactly. Just being yeah. there. Just being there for your kid no doubt. makes a big difference. And it's in so them. sad that we have to say that. Yeah, Because ultimately, you should be there. It's your baby. You laid up and had fun <laughs> to make the baby. Some, so some people don't appreciate don't wanna, yeah. yeah, but it's, it's sad that we have to say that. But just being there. Yeah. You know, just think about it as a kid. You, your dad's there at a few of your games mm-hmm. or taking you fishing and putting in that time. It goes a long way. It definitely does. Yes. Well, 
I think that's enough said right there. This was an excellent podcast. I think we need to we need to start notforlazydads.com yeah. now. <laughs> so that dads can communicate and share their tips and tricks the same way us moms do. But nonetheless, I had so much fun giving uh, love to the dads today. This was a great topic, especially coming after uh, Father's Day. Um, men do sacrifice so much for their kids and it's so appreciated and today was just to really let all of the men out there know that you're doing a good job and and we appreciate you even if we forget to tell you at times um so i think we need to be a little bit less hard on the men in our lives when it comes to uh, parenting and show more encouragement and show more love so make sure you visit notforlazymoms.com and sign up and subscribe and thank you so much for listening until next week <laughs>